0: University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great.
2: Whether it's the Jazz, Utes, Cougars, or Aggies. These guys have got you covered. You're locked on to Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. One, two, three, move in. On 97.5 1280 The Zone. Powered by KSLSports.com. <laughs>
3: 6'7", 265. Sophomore. Children. Sophomore, tight end. Arnell Washington. It is Jake and Ben, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Humans just aren't supposed to be that big. It's pretty amazing. Of, but he's a tight
4: end. Because we're watching Derrick Henry. We've got the Sports Center on in the background. Apparently, Derrick Henry has been designated to return to practice, which obviously is a potential game changer if you're talking about NFL Standings, And if they if, if the Titans have clinched the number one seat already and by the time they get to the second round of the playoffs and Derrick Henry is able to come back, if that's the case, I'll have to look more into it. But, you know, he's the best player in football. He's the best offensive weapon in football when,
3: you know, Christian McCaffrey is hurt. So if, if he comes back, is ready to play. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty big deal. That is a big deal. But it, you made a joke about, you know, oh, don't draft that guy who's the size of the house and yeah. and has basically Plays for the best team. run rupture over college football. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Where's the flaw there? Some of it's not that hard.
4: You know, I remember when the youths were recruiting, it was uh, Mika Tafua and Lucky Foe, who have told this story. And, you know, you kind of got a picture of all three of them together. They, they had a big recruit. It might have been. And Max Tupai. I think those three guys came in together in the same recruiting class. I could be wrong, but I think it was something like that a group of guys like that. And Mika Tafu was there and I was like, oh, that's got to be the big kid. And they're like, no, Max Tupai's the bigger recruit, and he's the guy who's four inches shorter next to I was like, I kind of think Lecky might be okay. Yeah. I kind of think.
3: <laughs> I think I he kinda, might be good. I kind
4: of think the high school senior that's six foot four and 380. And moves well. I bet you he's going to be tough for the other teams to block. And sure enough, he uh, he went to the NFL. And ended
3: up being a pretty. It's been a pretty good player. So he was very difficult. It <laughs> turns out he was very difficult for the other teams. Some to of it's block. not that hard. Not rocket science. Yeah, some of it is not that difficult. All right, where are you at today on your Super Bowl prediction? I'm feeling still really good about my, my Packers prediction. Yeah, Packers are certainly the safe bet for old shaky.
4: smile from Miracle Megan's face.
3: Oh, yeah, that's right. Miracle mm-hmm. Megan is a big Packers. But I'm a little shaky on my Bills. Bills are probably going to host the Patriots in the first
4: round. So a couple of weeks ago, I would have told you the Patriots were still going to win it all. You were on that bandwagon early. I'm st- they're still my dark horse, so okay. I'm going to move them off of my favorite okay. down to my dark horse. But I still really like the Patriots. I think they've got a great chance to still go out there and get get the uh, get get a Super Bowl that would kind of surprise everybody, but would cement Bill Belichick as the maybe the greatest NFL coach of all time, if he's not already there. He's uh, probably already there. Yeah, he's probably already there. Tom Brady being so good hurts his legacy,
3: which is funny. It does, but who, who else would even be in the conversation?
4: Not right. I mean, people think Phil Jackson is probably the greatest basketball coach of all time, if not Red Auerbach, if not... Greg Popovich. It's like, well, yeah, Tim Duncan and Michael Jordan and Bill Russell were all pretty good players. Like That that should hurt your legacy a little bit. So, yes, I don't know who, if it's not Bill Belichick, what name you would throw out there necessarily for the NFL. Chuck Knoll? Yeah. So, Who else would it be? Right. There's not okay. Jimmy Johnson? You know, but yeah. no, no one's really considering Jimmy there. So, I, I will say... Yes, the Packers are the favorite, Chiefs too, and I'll, I'll go with the Patriots as my dark horse number three. I, but let me ask you this. There's come, probably, if you had to have a quarterback this year to win a Super Bowl, who would you pick? Because there's probably three names out there. And then if you had to win a Super Bowl in three years, who would you pick? So if you were, go, you had, what, there's one more week of the regular season, and then you got to win four playoff games, or three if you have a bye who are you taking this year? And then three years from now, who's the quarterback you're taking to win a Super Bowl? Or we can even go four, give yourself a little bit of breathing room.
3: The answer to both is Zach Wilson.
4: You're such a bozo. <laughs> <laughs> you're
3: such a bozo. Uh, okay. So so <laughs> r- let me let's Wilson. let's reset well, who, that. Who by so the way has been the- way better. Oh yeah, he had a good game last week. He was
4: really bad his first few weeks in the NFL. Which, believe it or not, it's difficult to do that. Uh, and then you come back out, and you you know you you get some experience in your belt. Yeah. You stop throwing the ball away. He's the much next, better.
3: The next team he plays for is going to get a good quarterback. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see here. To so to win the Super Bowl now, which quarterback? I'm going with a with Cause, cause a salty. Aaron Rodgers. There's three names. There's yeah. Aaron
4: Rodgers. There's Pat Mahomes. and There's Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. Right? Is there anyone else that's even in the conversation? Ryan Tannehill? Nope. Not in the Aaron Rodgers I said Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, and Tom Brady, and you brought up Ryan Tannehill? Three of those
3: guys are first ballot hall of famers. So you're not putting Josh Allen there? No. Not yet.
4: But is he in the conversation of who you would take three years from now? I think he's probably the answer to that
3: one. By the way, we're talking
4: about huge bodies. Google Jordan Davis
3: from Georgia. Actually, you know what? Uh, Mahomes still should be cooking three years from now. So the answer might be Mahomes for both. But I'm going to go with salty Aaron Rodgers for now, just because I think he's next level at the moment. I'm, I'm with you. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers right now. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. He's the best player in the NFL But right maybe now. either Mahomes or Allen for three years down the road. Five years down crazy? the road. I I think Joe Burrow might be the guy. No, you're not crazy. He's really good. He's like incredibly, incredibly yeah. good. And as we've mentioned, that Jamar Chase draft pick did, is turning out to be brilliant. 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 And when was the last time you were able to say anything the Bungles did was brilliant? Have
4: you looked at Joe Burrow's numbers the last two games against the Chiefs and the Ravens? Like, the Ravens aren't great, but they're 500, and the Chiefs are great. He's got eight touchdowns, zero interceptions, and 1,000 passing yards in the last two games. He had 525 yards against the Ravens, and then 450 against the Chiefs. He's got 1,000 passing yards in the last two games, eight touchdowns, and zero interceptions. Joe Burrow is
3: Crazy good. Like he might finally deliver a Super Bowl to Cincinnati. He's the reason Ed Ogeron accidentally won a national championship. Yep. Yeah. Right. He is the biggest blemish on Urban Meyer's record. Correct.
5: Honestly, it's not like he,
3: Ohio he State is. was bad. But yes, you had Joe Burrow and you pushed him. You out. had a generational quarterback and you picked somebody else. You picked Brett Elliott instead of Alex Smith. Yeah except for Alex Smith didn't transfer somewhere and win the national title. <laughs> Brutal. No, yeah. he's amazing. And and I didn't think he was uh, uh you know, obviously I thought he was deserving of the number 1 pick and it was fairly, you know, a consensus that everybody thought he was going number 1, but I didn't view him as a John Elway, Andrew Luck type and maybe that's Peyton Manning, you know, and maybe that's the conversation we should have been having.
4: And and understandably there was so much talent on that LSU team, including Jamar Chase and other wide receivers that have just been absurdly good. And you thought, OK, I mean, that's just a freakishly talented team. I and mean, there was a conversation that, that was the most talented college football team since Miami in the early 2000s. You know, those those absurdly great teams. And you said, OK, you know, may, may, maybe that's accurate. Maybe that is who they are. But, yeah, you look at Joe Burrow. I mean, the, the Bengals this year are 10-6. and six. Last year they went four and eleven. They weren't really good. So I mean, he went in one year. He turned that franchise around. Pretty amazing. Completely and from a that bad fresh per- that a year.
3: particular franchise too. That's I mean it's the Minnesota
4: Timberwolves it's the Orlando Magic yeah I mean it is yeah. it is the way Shaq turned Magic the Magic into a contender basically immediately he is having that type of impact in the NFL I
3: felt similarly when he went to Cincinnati as I did about Zach Wilson with the Jets in all seriousness oh like, well, you're going to
4: go to that franchise right.
3: and it's just going to be a disaster right. and you're not even going to get a chance
4: that they are three drafts away from putting enough talent around you from finally maybe being a guy and it was going to take forever and yep. then two years I mean he's put them in the conversation where they might win a they might win a playoff game. This year? Yeah. I wouldn't
3: be surprised. Yeah, they can yeah. win a playoff game. I absolutely year. agree with you. So. Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, you have you have a guy who can spin it. And maybe he's the answer. I would listen to the argument three years down the road who you'd pick to win the super you know, to, to win a game for you in the Super Bowl. Sure.
4: I always think it's fun to look down the list of quarterbacks in the NFL like Josh Allen and say, like, that's a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. Like Josh Allen could easily win it. He's he's good enough to win a Super Bowl as the quarterback on your team. I agree. Is he good enough to do it by himself? Now, nobody does it by himself, but it can really help. Like Aaron Rodgers has won a lot of games by himself in Green Bay. I don't know if he can win a Super Bowl by himself, and they're good now. They have well, it is by himself anymore, No, correct. Right. He's got right. the best wide receiver football with him as well. So they have some advantages, but the NFL has been fun this year. The NFL has, has done a nice job navigating everything, and they've had their COVID issues as well. But it's been a, a fun, well, pretty well-oiled
3: storyline machine this year. The Bills have a bunch of dudes too that which mean which makes their season baffling to me. Yeah. They've got some bad losses, but they've got a I mean Stefan Diggs is a baller. They got a lot of players. They don't have a run game. I know Newt fans don't want to hear that about Zach Moss, yeah. but that's been their kind of uh, Achilles heel. But yeah, give me Aaron Rodgers now and I'll say I'll say safe bet Patrick Mahomes in 3 years, but I'd listen to arguments for I'd listen to Joe Burrow. I'd listen to Josh Allen. Is there anybody else? Lamar Three Jackson. Years? Yeah, I'm a little. He's
4: certainly been a little bit down this year, but he's been hurt, so it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like he'll he'll bounce back if up. he keeps improving
3: throwing the ball too. I mean, he already can throw a nice ball. If he keeps getting better on yes, that, yes, for sure. You, you Might
4: know. be silly to rule out Trevor Lawrence, but there's nothing that says Jacksonville's going to turn it around. Like I have less faith in Trevor Lawrence than I do Joe Burrow. What about Deshaun Watson? I don't know if he's in the league in three years by his own doing. You know, he might undo his whole career off he's, the field. He's not in the league really now. Yeah, he's not in the league currently. I think he's still getting paid, though, which is something. Does Matt Stafford win a Super Bowl? Like, the Rams are the—I mean, the Rams are good. What are they, 11, 12, and 4? Like, they're really good. They've, they've certainly had a lot of success this year, but they've got so many guys. <laughs> you talk about, you know, the Bills having guys. Every player is great on the Rams, and they are—they've never looked great to me. I always watch, and I'm like, oh, this should be a super team. They should be blowing everybody
3: out, and they never quite blow anybody out. I've always kind of liked the Rams. I always kind of liked the Dick yeah. Vermeule Rams, yeah. but I can't root for that pretty boy now. I hope they lose every game. The coach? Yeah. What? Can't root for that guy? <laughs> Why? Are you kidding? Look at that guy. Can't root for McVay? that dude. He's yeah. fine. He's like 10 years old. Yes, he's a young man. He's out there playing a soft brand of football. You don't want to see that succeed. It's a little surprising. I don't even think they're leading their division, are they? They are. They, they're, they're just ahead of the Cardinals because uh, they, they've The overtaken. Cardinals are imploding,
4: yeah. They beat the Cowboys. True. Do you, do you ever, ever going to believe in the Cowboys again? No. How about Dak? We could throw Dak into this conversation. I'll
3: tell you what. That's a great story because Jerry made Dak fight so hard for that contract. Yeah. Like just ridiculously to the point where Jerry ended up paying far more than he ever would have if he just settled day one. Yep. Like, literally cut off his nose despite his face. And he's coming back from that uh, that horrible injury. It's when his foot turned around? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can't help but root for that dude. Or at least, you know, I've never liked the Cowboys, but I do hope Dak succeeds.
4: What's been the best storyline in the NFL this year?
3: And oh, all Aaron Rodgers. All you define best. Yeah, most interesting? Through. Aaron Rodgers. Most interesting, sure. That's the best in my world. Okay. Are you saying most positive?
4: Yeah, like who's been the biggest surprise story? Like the Eagles are a big surprise story? Hmm. They're nine and seven, they're gonna make the playoffs. That's surprising. They've won four in a row. Uh Miami's late push late in the year was I think certainly very impressive when they won seven in a row at one point. That was impressive. Uh there's some legitimacy legitimacy there with the with Tua. Hmm.
3: Best from a positive standpoint. It might be the Titans uh yep. succeeding after Derrick Henry got after hurt. After Derrick Henry got hurt. And somehow having the top seed, that's crazy. If more people cared about the Titans, maybe that would be a a bigger story. Are
4: we sleeping on Justin Herbert as potential quarterbacks you'd want as your lead guy three years from now? I wouldn't take him over Joe Burrow.
3: Well, is he still going to be on the Chargers? Because that team just finds unbelievably (laughs) unique ways to lose games. They lose a zillion close games, and every important game they lose, or they play in, they lose by like two points. And somehow they I I thought the Chargers were a playoff team this year. I really did. And they stink. No, no, they're two games above five hundred, right? Nine and seven.
4: Yeah, so they're a couple games. Like, that's fine. They're the Saints. They're the Ravens. Like they and that is who they are. They are in their conversation
3: with the Saints and the Ravens as far as teams yeah, that are. Except for the Saints close. are on their way to Stinktown and the Ravens have battled horrible injury issues. Some of the some of the,
4: the Saints a little bit, but they haven't had a quarterback. They lost their starting quarterback in week three or whatever it was. Yeah, but I
3: mean, come on, Jameis could have been one at, of the great stories of the of this year. His comeback. Give Sean Payton a lot of credit for taping it together and keeping that franchise competitive. But at some point, everybody faces a rebuild. It's the, hard. The dream ends at some point, and it's over yeah. for
4: the Saints. Yeah. It's hard to go Tom Brady to Mac Jones. It's, not many guys get that opportunity to do it. Well, they Patriots and they did it, sucked so, last year. I mean, right, if, They had one bad year. So it'll be interesting to see if the Saints go out and draft a quarterback. Because I think Jameis is a free agent. I could be wrong, but I think he's a free agent. I still don't think they want to pay Taysom to be don't. their quarterback. So they could probably go out and draft
3: a guy. But they're, they're, Well, here's the thing with the Patriots. The, the reason Bill Belichick is the best coach of all time is because he's rebuilt that team three times with the same quarterback. And yes. kept it competitive yes. the whole way. That should be impossible. It's impossible in every other sport but the
4: NFL. It was crazy how often, unless you have LeBron. LeBron's kind of done that, too. He's had a bunch of different iterations. But then again, it was like, you know, he went and played with Dwayne and Chris Bosh. That helped <laughs> him win that his was first That wasn't rebuilding. Correct. That was, that was, that was a, skipping steps. Yes. Uh, what's been the most disappointing storyline in the NFL this year? I think it's pretty obvious but I'll be curious what you say especially because a team in their own state is having so much success we've talked about yeah the Browns, yeah. The Browns. And there's, there's and Baker, not another answer Baker Mayfield
3: stop after. filming commercials did you see this one, yes. one of ten in the first half yes one of ten terrible that game last night was pretty hard. and you know what the, this is my conspiracy theory that Browns team ain't blocking for him there's no way that guy oh is po- interesting there's no way that guy is popular in the locker I like room that take because now TJ Watt's TJ Watt got it But they weren't, like, he wasn't even being touched and just running over Baker willy nilly. I have a Ben Roethlisberger's stat line. That guy is so washed, it's oh, crazy. He's
4: done. <laughs> 2.7 yards per attempt last night. 24 of 46. 46 passing attempts, Jake, 123 yards. That's impossible to do.
3: 99% of players that are great will limp out of the league, and it's always depressing. It is. Most of them leave before Ben gets to this point. It's crazy. He
4: just cuz he's so big, he's I mean, hence his name, Big Ben. I mean, it's allowed him to play this long in the league. His talent level is so low right now that the best thing he has is his body, which is insane because he's decrepit. Well, it's Watch just him the, run around out there. The
3: Steelers are the most loyal franchise ever for some reason. Most yeah. most stars limp out They're with an another franchise. A long time ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, he could have been playing for the Browns because right the now. team usually looks at him in practice and goes, "You know what? You look. You would look better in a Jaguars uniform." This is over, and some other team like the Jaguars. Exactly, would be like, "I think he still has a couple he of years left." Can sell some tickets with Ben. Yeah. But, I, I mean, he stuck it out in Pittsburgh. And then I, I can think of a zillion examples in the NBA. It was just uh, almost sad.
4: Oh, Danny Manning with the Jazz? Patrick Ewing with the Magic? Oof. Or the, the uh, Sonics? Hakeem with, with the Raptors? <laughs> with the Raptors was Ooh. a bad one. I mean, Mailman with the Lakers wasn't great. But at least that Lakers team was good. And he wasn't They're trying to be the, the, the star. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. was hurt. They might have won that if he was healthy. You know, honestly, that's how good Carl still was late in his career. If he was at 100%, they probably can't put Rasheed Wallace and Ben Wallace on Shaq and slow him down because someone has to guard Carl because Carl could have still gone for 20. Right. But had a blown out knee and just couldn't do it.
3: Then called it uh, a career shortly thereafter. Still remember the press conference well. Who is going to be that guy in the NBA right now? Who are these couple of these guys
4: that are going to hang around way too long? Because unfortunately, and fortunately because it's fun to have these guys around for so long, but career we're back to careers lasting 20 years. We had this weird lull where that didn't happen. You know, guys stopped doing what John and Carl were doing and guys who were playing for 16 and 18 years. And now guys have gotten so good at taking their bodies, take care of their bodies that LeBron and... Carmelo are both in the league from the 2003 draft. It's 2021. Chris Paul's still in the NBA and still has several good years left. Dwight Howard's in the NBA. We're getting guys who are lasting a long time.
3: Here's my hot take. I bet LeBron limps out of the league. Shaq limped out of the league badly. Because LeBron doesn't strike me... As a guy who wants to fade into a normal businessman life, which is what he is setting himself up to do. You look at his production company and sure. all this sort of thing. But that behind-the-scenes work, Ben, often doesn't come with a ton of attention.
4: I was glad Dwayne Wade went back and could play real minutes in Miami because Dwayne Wade, the Cleveland Cavalier, didn't he was limping you know, out. a whole lot. Yep. Uh, yeah, there's this funny conversation about LeBron that he wants to stick around to play with his son to be the first ever father-son. And he he probably has a chance to do it, and someone will take Bronny, even if Bronny isn't you know a great NBA prospect. Someone will take Bronny to give him a chance specifically, even if it's on a 10-day with the Lakers or wherever, so he and LeBron can play together. And it's a cool story, and rightfully so, That's that deserves a ton of recognition because that shows the enduring greatness of LeBron James. But I don't think LeBron has that type of foresight of the romance of it. It's not Ken Griffey Sr. and Ken Griffey Jr. Like, LeBron just wants to play for LeBron. I just don't think he quite has the romance of just wanting to play with his son because he could do that and then sign like a three-year contract and he plays into his mid-40s. And everyone's like, what are you doing? Leave the league. That would that would be just as... I, would, I, would, I could see that just as predictably as LeBron retiring after playing with his son for one year.
3: Who was Shaq's final team when he really... Was it Boston was or was Bo- it Cleveland? I think it was Boston. He did Phoenix. He did Phoenix because Steve Kerr, for some crazy reason, traded for him. Remember yeah. that, Sean Marion? Yeah, traded like good pieces for him. That was crazy. insanity. Steve Kerr, fine coach, not great GM, Bad general manager. Um, I think it was Boston. Might have been Boston, and it seemed like the seams were ready to go on the uniform that they somehow wedged him into. Yeah, he limped out badly. I can't think of. I I don't think Carl. Ended it limping out. I really don't.
4: No, he didn't. not. I mean, literally, did he did
3: because he was hurt. Right, right. But right. it but was not. He bec- was competitive. That yeah, he wasn't washed. No, by any means. He wasn't coming off the bench. He wasn't. No. I mean, but there are very few who have done that. I mean, Carmelo's a little bit washed. Yeah, yeah a while ago.
4: Yes, but good for him for reinventing himself to come back. Because remember, he was like, I'm going to be oh, a starter. i still got to be the guy. Yeah. He and he's like, No, productive. I'll come in and shoot threes off the bench, and that should sure. be my role. Some guys aren't going to age that gracefully. But the league is also willing to move on from guys quicker than it used to be. Where we used to be like, yeah, you got to have Hakeem Olajuwon in a Raptors jersey. (laughs) We're less less sold on that in the NBA than we used to be. A little more heartless. We just have a recognition of the talent around us that's a little bit better. There's just so much talent in the world. Because the international game is so good, honestly, there's just so many good young players that can come in.
3: Who was that uh, The German uh, Yehu that coached U.S. soccer there for a minute? Uh, Klinsman. Klinsman. He had an interesting take talking about Kobe Bryant, of all people, and this was when Kobe was still playing but had the Achilles issue and all that but was still making you know, 25 mm-hmm. or $30 million a year. And he said uh, it, American sports is so funny because they compensate players for what they've done yes. as opposed to what they're able to currently do. And his whole point is, like, the Lakers are crazy to pay Kobe that much money because he, you're not getting that production out of Kobe, nothing even close to it. But yet everybody's counterargument is, well, wow, it's Kobe. I don't know enough about
4: European soccer, and I'm sure we've got a lot of listeners who could correct us, including, you know, Nate Dowdle, our boss, who loves it. And Tom's on his – Tom's on a flight to Melbourne right now. So good for that. Tom Hackett. He's going home. He probably hasn't been there in several years. So good for Tom to go see his family. But Yach uh, yeah, yeah, could probably do it. He's got a better understanding of the EPL than I do. Are there franchises like Man U or some of these these elite franchises that are viewed as romantically as we view the Lakers? You know, like the fan base of the Lakers that spreads across the entire country, that there are Kobe jerseys. I mean, there's a Kobe jersey at every Jazz game. Still. Even when the Lakers aren't playing. Yes. There's a Kobe jersey at every Jazz game. An 8 and a 24. Like there are People are so romantic about Kobe Bryant and the Lakers. I don't know if that exists with Maradona or any of these greats of all time that played soccer or European soccer. I don't know if that exists there. I don't know if we view the franchises the way we've put the Lakers up to be this royalty in sports. I don't know if that exists. Tweet at us. I, I, I could love to learn that today.
3: I don't care what's going on in Europe. No, that's what I'm asking. Maybe we're maybe that's Klinsman's it's a uh, whole argument. Ocean away. No, I think that is Klinsman's argument. Right. W- you know, pay for what you're getting contributed now, and maybe that like, is a European thing. like legacy deals are Correct. are dumb because they don't. But work. they may not have that romance. It might and be a little colder. Kobe's the Kobe's Lakers. The last year, it was rough. It was That was not a good basketball but
4: team. But Ben is still making money to play for the Steelers, to our point, yep. going back to what we're talking about.
3: All right, uh, let's jump out to the zone phone. Joining us now from Premier Wave, he's our good friend, Dr. Justin Johnson. And uh, Dr. Johnson, you guys there at Premier uh, are, are unique in this field. Talk about that a little
5: bit. Yeah, people often ask us, you know, what makes us different from anyone else? Well, you know, we don't take the one-size-fits-all approach. So you know we have the low intensity uh, shockwave therapy machine, and the machine we have is actually the only machine on the market that was actually developed and designed for erectile dysfunction. But we try to explore every treatment option. We do injections, we do medicine, we do things because our primary concern is you know not making money. We want to make sure the patient gets the best results. So we don't always just do the low intensity shockwave therapy. Sometimes a person needs another type of treatment. So we're, we're, you know, we do the injections, we do the medicine, we do the counseling, we do the things that needs to be done to get results. So people say, well, why should we go to you? Well, one, we're owned by a physician, you know. And and so what people seem to forget is erectile dysfunction is a medical disease. It's, you know, the same process as heart um, heart disease. So it's just manifesting itself in a, in a different location. So it's a medical, medical disease and so you know requires like a medical approach uh and so we have several different approaches and then the next thing is our staff is so well trained we have nurse practitioners we have everyone's license and been through you know lots of uh lots of schooling to get where we are and then also we just have a great uh great environment so those are the things that kind of set us apart
3: awesome well get the ball rolling today Three eight five three six zero wave call in Three eight five three six zero Wave, or you can get started at premierwave.com. That's premierwave.com. Dr. Johnson, you're the best. Thanks,
5: buddy. Yeah, thanks. Take care.
3: Three eight five three six zero Wave or premierwave.com. Top three stories at KSLSports.com coming up next 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Jazz at 30 Update here on Jake and Ben. Here is Boyan Bogdanovich on how the team's defense changes when Hassan Whiteside isn't available.
5: It's completely different defense, but Ocho is doing great job. We are kind of changing the lineup and changing our pick and roll defense. Depends who we guarding. So it's also something to look up. He's doing great job for us and it's also preparing probably for something that we're going to play later maybe.
3: This update is brought to you by Five Star Painting. Refresh the inside or outside of your home with a five-star experience with five star painting. They've got the time, skills, and tools. Five starpainting.com. That's five starpainting.com.
2: Who's got it better than us? No! One. Your home. For the best sports coverage in Utah, you're listening to Jake Scott and Ben Anderson on 97.5, 1280 The Zone, powered by kslsports.com.
3: 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for the top three stories at kslsports.com. Randy Ray will join us at 1150, so stay tuned for that. Should we dive right in here, Ben? Please. Uh, all right, Megan.
0: Number one.
4: Mitchell's big fourth quarter leads Jazz over Pelicans.
3: I'd say... Donovan was great in the fourth quarter, finished the game with 29 points, five assists, three rebounds, and uh, he he was incredibly efficient. He played a really great game, particularly late.
4: Yeah, because it didn't feel like he was playing all that great in the first half. In fact, he really was not playing very well in the first half. He got it going a little bit uh, in the second quarter late, and you kind of realize, okay, he hit a step-back three, and and he was going to be dialed in. But where he has been one of the ten best uh, first-quarter players in the NBA, at least from a scoring standpoint, he had just three points last night, was minus six on one of three shooting in the first quarter and then we talk about uh, closing games and being a closer which is a bit of a overused cliche in the NBA but man you go 15 points 5 of 7 from the floor 2 assists and a rebound in a close game that's that's pretty dominant and that's what Donovan Mitchell did So he was absolutely fabulous The Jazz knew where the ball needed to go It went to him, he scored regularly He made incredible plays off the bounce With his passing He's just a he's just a true, true superstar He's one of the best players in the NBA right now He might be the best shooting guard in the NBA uh, And that's incredible, Jazz got him for nothing I mean, you still gotta look back <laughs> They could have had Tyler Lydon and Trey Lyles Nope, they got Donovan Mitchell instead, and it's uh, pretty lucky they've got him.
3: Oh, complain about practice, Trey Lyles. (laughs) He could have had that guy. (laughs)
4: <laughs> Tyler Lydon played like 25 games in the NBA uh,
3: Mike Conley was also really good last night 22 uh, 8 rebounds and 7 assists as it certainly makes a difference when he uh, plays well Bogdanovich shot well Clarkson uh, was probably the only player on the team that actually had a good first half at least scoring the basketball yep. which uh, which they, they needed that and um, you know the Pelicans are the Pelicans Jonas Valanciunas is always a handful but I mean that team is not good at the moment
4: he was tough 3 of 8 for Rudy Gobert from the floor that means the Pelicans is did something well. Rudy, I mean, almost always shoots 50% or better. Uh, so to go 3 of 8 from the floor and only score 10 points and have 5 personal fouls, like that's, by Rudy Gobert's standards, that's pretty tough. And and that was 37 minutes. He had to play a lot with this on wideside side out and, and, and struggled to put up his usually huge numbers. He still had 2 blocks and he had 17 rebounds, so he's, he's great because he's just a great player, but I think you're right. Keying and on Mike Conley playing well is good. Not that you were really concerned when he had 3 bad games in a row where he was shooting 30% from the
3: floor and 20% from the 3-point line, but when he bounces back he's so much better he makes a huge difference to yep. the team and I, I do think him being Mr. Even Keel brings value no question about it number
4: two Utah quarterback Cam Rising provides update after leaving Rose Bowl with injury
3: yes he did he, he threw out a tweet out there saying this Ute fans I want to say thank you for all your concern And let you know I am doing well and am at home with family. I'm so proud of this team, and I can't wait for what the future holds. Shout out, O-Block. Go Utes. Uh, Concussions are always scary. Uh, And when you get that
4: hit that knocks you out and your arms kind of freeze, stuck up in the air, which was very scary to see uh, Cam's hit, Uh, you're happy to see him a couple of days later. Doing well back home, things are fine because concussions can linger if that's what it actually ended up being, which is certainly what it right. looked like. Uh, yeah, that's a, those are scary; those are scary injuries. So if if he escaped relatively unscathed and is back and is going to be ready to go in spring football, that's going to be terrific.
3: And anytime you see like his teammate wave at the trainer, yes. like the teammate knows the immediately, rapid. come on, you know, get yeah. out here and look at this. I mean, it, it, it is scary. After the, you see the replay a couple of times, which was hard to watch, yeah. um, you kind of knew that he was knocked out and it was likely a concussion. There was for a second there, though, where there was thinking like, okay, what happened to his neck? Did his neck, yes. you know, yeah. and that's the really, I mean, that's the really scary stuff football's, that can happen. I mean, football is so violent. It's so crazy. But can you imagine being in the biggest
4: moment of your life? You're There's three minutes left or whatever it was in the fourth quarter of this game. It was the fourth quarter of the Rose Bowl. You've worked your whole life. And you go from, I'm trying to win this game and be a superhero to, I'm knocked unconscious and I wake up and I might not know where I am. Yeah. Like that, it's such a jarring discrepancy that I, I'm certain I don't pay enough credit to like how much these guys are risking every time they step on the field.
3: And I can't believe I have to say this, but good for Utah for not putting him back in the game. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I remember when Lane Kiffen was coaching USC, Robert Woods was on the team. Yep. And uh, he got. I mean, he just got hit so hard that he ran off the field in the wrong direction. Yes. And then, like, two plays later, back in the game, He Robert! followed my finger. <laughs> He's fine. He's good. It's all right. He knew we, how many fingers I was holding up. We asked him where he was, and he said Nevada, which is next to Utah.
4: So Close enough. get back in there. Yes. So good for, good for the Utes. I'm with you pulling him out. I'm glad they didn't put his health, or they didn't put the game over his yeah. health. Because, because his health is more important. And you know what? They came in and got a got fun performance from the backup.
3: Which you didn't know at the time, which is why coaches put injured players back into games because right. they think that this is how they're going to lose if this player doesn't play. And uh, again, I can't believe I have to say this, but yeah, they, they rolled the dice. They went with the walk on guy. And, for he went out and, Barnes. and he played. And you know well. what? He
4: probably actually gives you a little bit of confidence yeah. next year
3: if he's still on the roster as some he, guy you're going to rely on. He played great. Yeah. So that was that was tough. Glad Cam Rising is is doing all right. That was a scary few moments there. So,
0: number 3. Bucks coach
4: states Antonio Brown did not claim injury before walk off. Speaking of,
3: Ben, there's always yeah. two sides to every story. Antonio Brown's side was he was asked to go back in the game, he didn't feel like he could cuz he was hurt. Coach told him to go back in anyway, or he's off the team, and he decided to leave. Well, Bruce Arian said that is not the case. You said Arian certainly has far more credibility than Antonio Brown.
4: He does, and I don't want to discount Antonio Brown entirely. Like I'm, I'm, I guess you're right. There are two sides to both stories. Let me ask you the question: Does it really matter? Like Antonio Brown, he helped him win a Super Bowl and, and helped him. Like he was actually good on that team that, yes. that helped him win a Super Bowl. He's not been that guy this year. They've had all sorts of issues uh, with their wide receivers, their cornerbacks as well, but their wide receivers have been issues. They've got some injuries there. I'm sure they would have loved to have him out there, but <sighs> how much leeway are you giving Antonio Brown at this point in his career? None. None? So it's like, okay, yeah. sorry Antonio, Like we, we don't need you we're we're good. You're not going to be the difference between winning a Super Bowl and not winning a Super Bowl this year. You're not that critical to their success.
3: However, playing injured players as we talked about before, I think is a problem that football in general deals with, not just the NFL or college. It's why I had a big problem when Jim Harbaugh moved on from Alex Smith in San Francisco because Alex was dealing with concussion problems. And it's like, listen, I I get it. Kaepernick's the better player at this point in town, gives you a better chance to win. But what's more important? Because I worry about the high school kid, Ben, that has a concussion and hides it because he doesn't want to lose his job. 100%. And he goes, you know what? If Alex Smith loses his job, right. I could lose my job. Correct. I'm not telling anybody. Right. And that could apply to concussions. It could, uh, apply to knee injuries, ankle
5: injuries, Core, whatever. Yeah, anything. Yep.
3: Where they're encouraged to hide injuries because they're afraid that right. they're going to get passed and they're not going to play. And that predict- particular injury... Um, I I, th- I thought that totally sent the wrong message, but there is the problem of putting the concussed players back in with no regard to their their health or well being. And you know what? If Antonio Brown was hurt and said, "I can't go, I'm hurt," I would hope that wasn't an ultimatum placed on him. Either go play or you're cut. Yes. but that seems to me to be I don't know. I'm with you. If you're if you're, I'm not said, relying said, on Antonio
4: Brown right. to set the cultural norms of football. No. I'm certainly not worried about concussions being the issue He said for bad culture around the, the the game of football.
3: And the guy who uh, missed a lot of camp when he was with the Raiders because he, he cryogenically froze his foot. Correct. Do <laughs> you remember that?
4: I forgot about that. Because I remember watching on Hard Knocks. Do you remember
3: that? He had blisters all over. He could barely walk.
4: <laughs> and you had Gruden. <laughs> you had Gruden and Antonio Brown in the same locker room. It's crazy uh, It's crazy what some NFL teams are dealing with You just have no idea The, the head cases you've got There
3: are stupid injuries in sports and stuff that's that just happens. One. Like so Like Moises one. Salou Like hurt himself on a treadmill or something like that Sammy Sosa like, said he
4: threw his back out Sneezing Yeah Remember Greg Ostertag said he slipped Washing his car It was absolutely a lie He said he was washing his car And stepped on the sponge and hurt himself There's yeah. like,
3: no chance that's what happened Our guy Bobby Williams Who got stabbed by his kid
4: Yeah Rosho Nesterovich Bobby Williams Rasho Nesterovich, I think, dislocated his shoulder snowboarding in Park City and lied to the Lakers about it? Yes. No, Vladimir Rodmanovich. Vladimir that Rodmanovich. That was Vladimir Sorry.
3: Rodmanovich. Rosho was in Seattle. Came into Salt Lake to play the jazz, thought he'd do a little boarding while he was in town, hurt himself, and then lied about it. Yeah, that's a great story. Were you working? Were you covering the team when Robert Whaley uh, talked about his kids stabbing him? No, I was like too his, young. Like his toddler? Yeah. I was too young I was there that day and it was like I don't know I don't know there Robert
4: yeah what
3: was what was done? What was Darren Williams fake name Tori Ellis Tori Ellis which Tori Ellis is hilarious and, and you could tell this is how Robert lack of like creativity Robert Whaley had when the cops asked him like hey what's your name and he thinks Bobby which is another <laughs> yeah. another name for Robert and then you could see him right look right next to him at Darren Williams and go Williams Williams Bobby Williams. <laughs> he's had some issues, unfortunately. <laughs> oh man, what happened to your hand? Did you get in a fight or something? No, my oh, son no, pulled a my, knife on my me. My Son was juggling butcher knives, and I had to go over there and, and take one from him. He's so. kind of been in and out of the world since. then. Yeah, he's had. Uh, he's
4: like he's kind of resurfaced as a coach at places, and I think his kid was playing. And he, he I hope for the best.
3: Still has a relationship with somebody in the the jazz franchise because he's come to a game or huh. two. So you hope he's doing all right, because he, he did have kind of a I, troubled background. I,
4: I like that Donovan Mitchell, or excuse me, Darren Williams is still around. I like that Darren comes to games occasionally. What's you know? your name, sir? Uh, uh, Benjamin Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Benny Scott. They'll never know me. We got a break. We got uh, Randy
3: Ray coming up. Randy Zach, 5 at 1280 The Zone.
2: The sports you love. The teams you can't live without. a sense urgency! This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson on 97.5-1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com.
3: 97.5 and twelve in The Zone. Jake Scott, Ben Anderson. You know, you just got to keep it together to uh, whatever level. You know, if you're an athlete, Ben, you're Antonio Brown, you don't have to keep it together for very long. But eventually, you're going to meet the end of the road, right? I
4: mean, there is a line, and everyone knows this. I mean, there is a line of your salary and your talent level. And as long as you're talent level and what you bring in is worth more than your salary people will keep you around and people have solved that problem because nice people who don't bring in money or don't you know do their job are hard are equally hard to keep around for the health of the business and it hurts everyone else around you so yes the antonio browns of the world some of these people that are probably not good people but are incredible at catching footballs are you know find ways to stick around and people keep giving them second chances
3: let, let me. Put it, good people, bad people, high maintenance. Correct. You know, Antonio Brown, and th- this is the unique part yeah. About, yeah. about- It's probably uh, a better term. Uh, this is the unique part about athletics is you could be so good, you could be the most high maintenance person in the world and the entire franchise is just going to cater to you because you're that good. But what happens when you're not? Or when the certain threshold is crossed- you know, and I think franchises, and, uh, you know, not to get too deep into the weeds, but I think franchises are going to learn from what Houston did with James Harden and be like, you're good, but we can't, you can't run everything. Correct. Can't, we can't cater to your every whim because it's not going to end well. It is why, though, when you get
4: guys who are leaders, who are humble, who can be coached and are absurdly talented you can just take that so far and tom brady is a great example of this and maybe his best nba counterpart is is tim duncan and i think pop and belichick probably actually have a lot in common yeah i could see that and the coachability of those guys just like the talent and the coachability and the humbleness of those guys the ability to carry their team so far is so great and it's it's so hard to do and so rare to find those types of guys
3: all right, it's time to talk a little college basketball on the Jacob Ben Show. Of course, his appearance on our show every week is brought to you by our friends at Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Riverdale. You can find him online at LHMRiverdale.com. He's the head basketball coach at Weaver State. Coach Randy Ray with us here on Ben. Hi, Coach. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Uh, did you have a, a little bit to have maybe a tad bit of family time over the holidays?
1: We, you know, we did. We had three days, and uh, I took three days. total Well, I got to be honest, two and three quarters. Because that, <laughs> that last day, I watched a little bit of film, but, but no, it was really good. We spent some time with the family, keep it low key, nice and quiet. And it was good.
4: I, I hate to go back to this, but it's kind of what we're talking about because I know you get asked about Damian Lillard so often, but he is one of these guys who is a absurdly talented player seems like he's coachable does not ever get in trouble off the floor i mean just you know that does what he's supposed to how rare is it to find those types of guys and then when you do how quickly do you recognize that hey this is this is something special
1: i think it's really hard i think it's hard to find guys with that you know that whole package you're talking about you know and and uh, i was blessed to have damien who had the whole package you know he's He's tough. He's got an incredible work ethic. He's a great teammate. He cares about winning more than himself. He's a great leader. I mean, and on top of that, probably his biggest attribute is his character and his values. He lives by his values. And and that is, like I say, the total package, and that's who he is. But it's, it really is hard to find guys with, that, uh, with everything um, that has those things. But that's why you see guys like Damian. Uh, you know, having those that kind of success, and uh, he's uh, he's an amazing kid, amazing. he's not a kid anymore, but an amazing guy, and, and that's what always gets him through adversity, you know, things aren't always going to go perfect, they haven't gone perfect for their team this year, but they'll get through it, because when you have all those intangibles, and all those things going for you, you're going to rise above it, and he will.
3: So that Montana, Montana State road trip is is always brutal, Coach, and I know that you want your team to win every single game. But uh, does it feel good coming back, splitting uh, those games because of how tough those teams are?
1: Yeah, that's you know that's the toughest trip of the year, obviously, and it's it's not just because of the travel. It's because both teams are always really good. But I'll put it this way: if if you uh, lose the first one and win the second one, you feel really good about the split. If you win the first one and lose the second one, you don't feel quite as good about it. I guess you need to, but I'm a little screwed up, you know. <laughs> but uh, we put ourselves in such a great position at Montana, and we just we were like two possessions away from pulling that game out. And so that sticks in your craw a little bit. But I was really, I was really proud of the guys. Um, we went up there and competed our tails off in both games, beat a good Montana State team. A, a lot of people think Montana State is one of the top two teams in our league. Um, with they with every they got everybody back. They got all these seniors. They're very talented. Um, and then we went over to Montana, and, and boy, we competed. We really did. And and like I said, it just came down to a couple plays. But I was proud of our team. So you're
4: only what two games into uh, conference play, but you're 15 games into the season overall. How well do you feel like you know your team at this point?
1: Oh, I know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know them. And we're we're actually I'll just correct. We're four games into conference oh, play. Me, I'm we sorry. played. No, it's easy to mistake because we played two games in early December. Right. Uh, we played two home games. But, but yeah, no, I, I feel like I know our team really well right now. And, and I felt like after we got back from that Florida tournament back in November that we had a pretty good handle on it. But once we got through the first two conference games, and I was kind of like, okay, we kind of know who we are. I kind of know who we are. Now we can just get better in the areas we need to get better at. Our identity has been established and now we can just move on from there and just find the things that we got to get better at. So, yeah, I feel like we know them pretty well right now.
3: I hate that I have to ask this question because uh, it's just not fun to talk about, but uh, the coronavirus, unfortunately, is still such a big part of the sports landscape right now, and uh, just kind of asking about your team and their diligence about such things and how things are going.
1: Uh, well, for us, I'll be honest, it's going really well. Um, we we haven't had anything close to it. Um, We've had some guys sick, but it wasn't the virus. We had some colds and flus and a little bit of that. And then we test our guys. We're very diligent about it and nothing's come up at all. So we feel good right now. That that was back in November. When we were in Florida, we had a lot of guys getting, just not feeling great. So we, you know, we did our due diligence and we tested them and everything was, was good and negative. And, um, but it is, it is a concern, uh, for sure. Uh, you look around college basketball and see all the games on a daily basis that are being canceled, and it is uh, it is a concern. It definitely hasn't gone away, and it seems like it's kind of maybe picking up a little steam here. So, But uh, all we can do is do what we can do to control it, and our guys are very good about, you know, they come to practice, they go back to their apartments, we try to stay away from other crowds, and it's a little bit harder now this year because when we go play, there's crowds, we go on airplanes, but Hey, so far so good, and uh, our guys are doing a good job handling it. And just knock on a little bit of wood that you know that we don't get affected by it. But uh, it's still a concern, obviously.
3: Man, yeah, I mean Utah State has uh, had two games in a row postponed, and I'll just be happy, coach, when we go back to a time and place, or, or forward to a time and place where we don't have to ask you those questions. It's no fun.
1: Is that coming up soon? Is that coming soon? <laughs> I, hope I hope so. so. Oh right? man, I, I it hope was gonna so. Be, I thought it was going to be this year, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, but now we'll get there. We'll we'll definitely get there. We got to just stay positive, and you got to roll with the punches. There's a lot of teams. You know, a friend of mine, Tad Boyle at Colorado, he hasn't played a game since December 18th. Wow. And you know, it's back to last year. We had those issues last year, and it's just so hard to go to practice every day and try to motivate your team to let's get better because we're going to play soon. Well, you might not be playing soon. So it's, uh, it's the thing that I worry most about these kids is the mental health and making sure they're doing okay. And I think this is a time when you get a lot of games canceled. you got to be extremely close to your players. you got to be with them, and you got to have that great relationship and make sure they're doing okay. And I'm sure everybody will be.
3: Well, good luck this week uh, against Idaho State, Coach, and we'll look forward to speaking to you next week.
1: Thanks, Coach. Yeah, th- yeah. Thanks for, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate
3: it. Always appreciate you, Coach. Thank you very much. Uh, Weber State head basketball coach Randy Ray. And, man, coaches have got to be tired of dealing with the yeah. the virus stuff. Yeah. I can only imagine. I
4: honestly wondered if we talked a little bit about Quinn Snyder seemed a little ornery yesterday. He did. Ornery, however you want to say it. And uh, I, I honestly wonder if it's just there's new protocols in place. You're traveling. You've got this five-game road trip. They're really limiting what guys can do on the road now when they're not out and about you know it's just gotta be it's gotta be different they're difficult it's gotta start weighing on you easy to be grumpy right yeah I mean it's and you're kind of in the dog days too and it's cold and you're trapped you know like it's
3: just I get it post holidays you know you're back on the road for the first time knowing how stupid I was in my early 20s Ben I can't imagine being a college coach having to wrangle (laughs) a team during a pandemic no i mean think of the stupid stuff that uh, they probably dealt with is this, this was probably more last year than this year but think of like excuse me bob i heard you went to a party over the weekend right do you not care about this team right I'm sure it was horrible <laughs> just horrible correct uh the nation's dumbest demographic wrangling them during the pandemic was probably just a nightmare Uh, And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if coaches... It sounded, you know, not to read in too much to what Coach Ray said right there, but it sounds like they're a little tired of it. I would be.
4: Uh, Everyone is. Everyone on earth is. And we're not dealing with the types of, you know, crazy restrictions that they are. You know, you and I come to work. We walk through security every day, and, and I'm sick of that. You know, and that's not... All right, you gotta go meet with this test and you gotta get your rapid and you gotta get your PCR and you gotta get those results and you gotta stay in your hotel and you, you know like you can't see anybody and we can't do shoot arounds. Like Jazz haven't done a shoot around now. They've canceled it, I think, three games in a row, and I don't think it's necessarily because of any of the testing, but it could be because you fly into a city and everyone's gotta get tested if they've as they've changed the rules. It's just it's difficult it gets hard to do for, for a lot of these guys I'm sure they're I'm sure they're tired of it
3: it's been fun hanging out today with our friend uh, Dr. Justin Johnson from Premier Wave Medical uh, they've got a lot going on you can give them a call 385-360-WAVE that's 385-360-WAVE you can go by their office 2505 East 3300 South and of course check them out online premierwave.com they have the only FDA approved machine in Utah for treating ED after 10 years of research and testing clinically two times more effective than old acoustic wave therapy options five times the penetrating power over the other wave th- therapy technology uh so give it a try premier wave medical again that number eight zero one three or excuse me 365 360 wave 385 360 wave or simply go online premierwave.com that's premierwave.com ben you're sticking around next Talk to Scotty so. G. I'll be here for the next hour. Try not to run me down. I'll do my best. Please. Shh. We'll see how it R- goes. Try not to run me down again. Eh. Again. We'll see We'll see you. You uh, did pretty good. To Scotty me. coming in next. Ben, sticking around for an hour. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 in the zone. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold.